Hello and welcome to Get Into Games On Air, a podcast about board games and the people who play them. My name's Craig, and joining me, as always, is Becky. Hi! Hello. Episode 6, ladies and gentlemen. We are on episode 6, A Table for Two. Um, Yeah, so in today's exciting episode, uh, we are going to be obviously talking about games that have hit our table. We're going to be talking about games, especially to play with your loved one this Valentine's Day. Um, or Palentine's Day, if you don't have any one, and you just have it with your friends. Um, then, of course, we're going to talk about our favourite two-player-only specific games, um, and some of you have sent across some amazing board game menus that we would love to share with you. And Craig is going to hope that his voice lasts I out. will hope <laughs> That my voice lasts. Yes, I may get huskier. Getting croakier. I may get huskier, but it is the season of love. So um, I don't want that kind of the, love. <laughs> the, the husky voice might well suit. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So um, what have we? What have we been doing? What, what what's happened this what week? Anything have exciting? We been playing. Well, we have we played a couple of games on BGA. Mm. So we played uh, Forever Home again. Yes. We played a very silly game of My First Castle Panic. My First Castle Panic is... I mean, I don't know why My First (laughs) Castle Panic is on Board Game Arena. It was literally, uh, I've got cards, I can move pretty much. I've got cards. Any person. You've got cards. we've overcome. Can I have your card? I don't understand why the young children's version is available online when the adult version isn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me i don't know um we played six nymphed and then we played a game of robot quest arena we played lost ruins of arnock with our new shiny shinies shiny coins and i took lots of pictures and probably spammed instagram a little bit too much with my shiny pictures but why wouldn't you and then we played wingspan with more shiny that was shiny upgrades which we'll talk about later um, we played Koale, we played Lacuna, we played a game of Planet Unknown, we played Tuanaku, we played three games of Blood on the Cock Tower. Oh, that's good. That was we fun. Play, oh yeah, we played with the new character, the Village Idiot, you added that in. Oh yeah, the Village Idiot, so much fun. So um, silly. And then we played a blind trouble brewing, which is just always chaos. It, it, and yeah, I did manage to win. As the Scarlet Woman who didn't know she was the Scarlet Woman. Exactly. So that was good. And uh, we played a game of Acropolis. And then we've started playing the Rise of Fenris, the side campaign. So we played one game of that. We did. We did. And it was really good. So it was was fun. Fun fun times have been had. So that is what we played this week. So um, what what was your favourite game this week, would you say? Uh, Clock Tower, as always. (laughs) Yes, fair enough. (laughs) I enjoyed the game of size once we got started getting into getting. I did it. not because I got thrashed. Well, yeah, but um, it was fun. It was still, still. I think I forgot how to play, and but, that is never a good idea. So I was penalised for yeah. forgetting the rules. Yeah, I think as a very valid thing is when you're playing a board game, uh, remember remember how the board game is played because. Um, well, I, I, I no. To be fair, I had remembered how to play. But I had forgotten just how important the um, popularity track was. And so 
at final scoring, it was like 140 to you and 40 to me. Yeah, I think you, you remembered how to play, but you just didn't remember points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh well, live and learn. It is one of those sort of things. So yeah, um, as Valentine's Day is fast approaching and people are looking for exciting games to play, potentially or things to do, um, we thought we'd take this opportunity to speak about some of our games that we really. So we're going to break this down into two bits. We're going to talk about two player games a little bit later on, but we're going to play talk about games that are. They're designed for more than two players, um, but we think they work really well at two players. In fact, they're probably the way we prefer to play a lot of them at two player, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do you want to um, kick us kick us off? So, um, I, I kind of organised this by... One, games that I really like to play that I would always get to the table, but also games that... For me, any more than two players, and I'm not sure how you sit around the table with them in some instances. That's true. Yeah. So there's there's three three games on my list, well, four, five technically, but I've banded some together that I really would love to play and would pick to play on a Valentine's Day. And there's one that I think I would play, but I would only play it at two players because I can't see how you would see what to do otherwise. So I'm going to talk about that first. Um, Red Rising. Mm-hmm. I do like playing it, but the words on the uh, cards are so small that you you have to be sitting face on to be able to see what to do. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to play that with any more than just two players because... Um, yeah, it would be crazy trying to pick up the cards and waiting for people to read what the cards say. I almost think you have to be like face on to the way the cards are organised. So I wouldn't want to play it at any more. I do soon. find that a lot with um these sort of card based when cards have got a lot of text. It, I know it's difficult to do because they need a lot of text, but Red Rising especially is one of those ones with a lot of text. And it's like it's like um in expeditions, like the cards. Like, could you make the writing a little bit smaller, please? Because you were actually making it too easy. Um. <laughs> No, yeah, the writing is one of those things. So it definitely lends itself to being able to be near the board, in front of it, to be able to yeah. read everything that's going on. So, yeah, and it's, a, it's an enjoyable game. I don't know, you've started reading the books, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And I think that gives you a bit more context to what's going on and a bit more enjoyable. I, I do enjoy it, but it's yeah. just you have to read a lot of Yeah, text. I have no idea what's going on, so I don't really understand the characters that much. To, mm. But, yeah, it's it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun one. It is. Um, shall I go through all of my lists and then you go through yours? If you if you want to do it that way, yeah, let's do it. Oh, mix so, it up a ooh-hoo. bit. Ladies first, you know, Valentine's another, another game romance that I thought I wouldn't want to play it any more than two players, but I do enjoy it at two players. Is Rush MD because there's just a lot to set up. Yeah, and then I worry that at any more than two players, it would just be like crazy because you have to. So you have. You set up this hospital yeah. and you have to cure the patients. You have to do all these diagnostic tests. Yeah, things. Rush MD, for anyone who doesn't know, is a is a real-time game. Um, so everything's happening with sand timers. Um, it's the same as like Rush, uh, Kitchen Rush and um, Magic Maze. But like you said, yeah, there's a lot of setup to get going. Um, I, but I think it works at two because you can have people working on one patient while the other one's working 
but I think at four there would be sound timers everywhere. It would just you wouldn't know what was going on. There's only four minutes anyway around, so it would just be totally chaotic. So I would only play it at two. I yeah, think. it'd be it's it's hard to like. Have you done this? I've, I've, like with two people, like going, what have you? What have you done? Sorry, I was paying attention to this patient over here. What yeah, were you doing yeah, over yeah. there? <laughs> with four people, it's like oh damn we've just given this guy we've overdosed this patient and we do that yeah enough as it is we do that quite regularly and my thing with rush md is as much as i do love that game it's fun it is such a setup for such a short game that is the only problem yeah but it's cute but you get to do loads of cool it's one of those ones i highly recommend we're not getting rid of it ever (laughs) no but you set it up before your friends arrive for game night and go yeah that's why you have a table that you can put it underneath yeah 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 um, the other one, or the other two that I think, Everdell and Farshaw, because the the tree and the way everything is laid out, it lends itself to two players. I feel. Yeah. We have played both of them at higher player counts, and to be honest, I get a bit bored when there's more players. It takes a long time to go around. It just that I I feel like the sweetest spot would be to. Or three, but four seems too many. And especially far shore when you can't fit the boats on the board. Yeah. If there's four of you all up Yeah, it, it's hard to work out. Everdale especially. Three, arguably, four, someone's sitting behind that tree. Like yeah. someone's sitting behind something. Or you've got to move everything. Then, you, then you've got to or move the have... tree out of the way. And then it's, what's the point in the tree? Uh, what is the point of the tree? I mean, anyway? you could have it side on, but yeah. it just—it's it, nice at two. I enjoy it at two. And it's got the card situation, the same thing that you had yeah. with um, uh, Red Rising. The cards are one way up, and it, and it and it works so well at two player. Yeah, um, I do. I think yeah. we preferred Farshaw at two. Yeah, definitely. We played it at four, and it was slow. It just dragged, and yeah, it didn't feel. The other one that is like, well, it's my second. It was in my top ten, number two. Um, is Viticulture and Viticulture World to a certain extent. Love playing it at two, but again, the more people you add in, just takes a long time to get back round to your turn. Especially Viticulture World, where you're having to work cooperatively. I don't know that it's great if four people are pulling in different directions. I prefer it at two because it's fun for me and you to play. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to play it at players i think i think that's a thing when you ever you have a, a speaking of viticultural world specifically when you have cooperative versions of games like you do you can get that alpha gamer problem and with a game as complex as viticulture it can get to a point where it's like we need to do this this is how we do it let's do it and then everyone's just following that narrative whereas the two people you can have a, a better discussion about yeah. that also viticulture again the board is better if you're sitting face onto it and you can see yeah across the um seasons can't you yeah i wouldn't want to be the person on the other side we always sit next to each other to play it i wouldn't want to be on the other side yeah, upside, upside down, down again your... yeah i um, mean i do like viticulture at three four i don't know six probably would drag a bit too long i do like it at three I just like the fact that it opens up it has extra, extra spaces spot. and the extra. The good thing about that with extra spaces that Everdale doesn't have is that the extra space also gives you a perk. Yeah. Whereas yeah, you don't get fine, that in some other. I I'm, I happily will play it on Valentine's Day with you Ooh. and enjoy drinking a glass of wine 
while playing it. Yes. And you can sniff the cards. In, oh, yes, because it is still the best smelling board game <laughs> ever. That's that's another episode all in itself, the best smelling board games. No, we're not doing that. And they will all be Stone My games because they all smell the same. So what are the games that you like to play at two-player? Okay, so games uh, that are not specific for two-player but I enjoy. And I think I enjoy some of these more at two-player than others. Um, one of them uh, we don't actually own, uh, but we have played mm. uh, in the real life, and we play it on the BGA life, is um, Azul. Yeah. Uh, just your your standard, normal... Um, not the summer, not the pavilion. Just not your normal one. building a Portuguese toilet, tiling a Portuguese toilet. Portuguese toilet? I don't know. I, what else do you tile these days? I don't have tiles anywhere else other than my bathroom. So okay. I'm tiling a Portuguese toilet okay. for fun. You carry on. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's just, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. And I like it too. It's it's still strategic, strategic enough. They're still like, oh, they're going to take that from me. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I really like it too. I, I'm yeah, not, it's I'm not. too. At four, you have to wait. And, uh, yeah, I'm not fussed to play it any higher than that. No, I agree. Um, but it's a nice little one. Um, I'm going to, my other one, I'm going to put two games together, Ooh. two of the older games in our collection, not because they're, um, they are the same, same it's just that they're, they're basically the same. Um, so one of them, and I do enjoy this still, and it has its, its own breed of things now is Pandemic. Um, that's still for me. A very good two-player game. Is Pandemic the ideal uh, Valentine's Day game? No, probably <laughs> not. Um, and they should listen into Tim mentions You Grew On Me Like a Tumour, then maybe. Oh. Um, but um, The Star Wars ones, right? For the Star Wars Valentine's one, yeah. Valentine's I would say Day. any any theme, any version of that. Uh, I think that's the same as Viticulture World, isn't it? It's yeah. that cooperative, yeah. but the minute you start adding more people in, it's just everybody wants to go in a yeah. different direction. Uh, yeah, the other one would be uh, Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Um, again, another game I do enjoy a lot with... Um, it's the same. It's basically the same thing. Any any of those, like uh, uh, Forbidden Islands, Forbidden Jungles, Pandemics, Flashpoints, it's the... I don't feel like they're enhanced by having more people. No, they're, they're four actions, next person's go, only, four actions. The only thing is you could have an extra person with a power i guess yeah but it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't much. help it doesn't yeah and you still get alpha gamers you get so one person going right now you're going to do this you do that you do that and that's something that i don't especially if it's your game and you're teaching it to somebody there's the um tendency to tell them yeah what to do on their turn and that doesn't necessarily feel good for the person being told uh yeah another another game that i really enjoy at two players but i do enjoy it more with more um it was one of my top games is the art project you played that at five players six players i played it, played it four i've played it five i've not played it six yet i've oh, played it four, four we've played it i've played it twice at four and then we've played it at two a number of times and it's good either way yeah. um but i just really like it at two it's really tight at two yeah. Um, I think it's just got the right amount of difficulty, and and it works really well. And I don't, and I don't feel you can necessarily alpha game it because you have to negotiate. And negotiation is so such a key element to that game, yeah. and such a key element to a relationship. Ah, oh, 
Look at you getting all... Look at me. Soppy. I'm like a relationship guidance counsellor. Wow. Who'd have thought that after all my romance talk last week's episode and my romance talk this week's episode, I'm going to be like a romance guru. Get into romance and an Instagram account coming soon. <laughs> Look forward You've to You've got that, time to run three, have you? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't, run, I don't run the second one. That's the cat. And it's only the cat. It's nothing to do with me. Um, and one of the other ones, I'm just going to say one more last one, that I do enjoy playing it too. It doesn't bother me to play at a higher player count because I don't feel it really. We have played it before at a higher player count. Player count. Uh, we play, I played it at six and it takes forever. Uh, we played it at four and it was fine. Um, I played it at six. You have not. Um, I'm just trying to work out what you're talking about. Uh, it's Flamecraft. Oh, yeah. I waited while you were playing a game at six players, I was took, like, when are you yeah, going to finish this takes game? <laughs> forever, forever. That's it. It, weirdly, though, you don't have any difference in cards. You'd have thought the cards would go through quicker, maybe because it was newer and I was getting used to it. But mm. um, we played it at four recently, and that was fun. Um, we got through that quite quick, and that was a good, good little game. Um, I would add, yeah, I'd add Flamecraft to that kind of, and it's also it's a really nice table, amazing table presence, really cute. You prefer metal it coins. Too, I think so. Oh. I don't. I don't. I don't think adding more players adds anything to the game. What well, only stops you from going to certain spots, doesn't it? Yeah, but doesn't which would irritate you. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I don't like anyone in, in the shop. I want to go. Talking to. of irritating, yes. Shall we move on? To, to games that you should definitely not play on Valentine's Day, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> or in our opinion. I think, yes. I, I think that's good. I think there's definitely... Do you want to start? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the game we no longer have in our collection, because you don't like it. Doctor, Doctor. No. Um. So that's for a whole other episode. Um. So basically, I think a terrible idea for playing on Valentine's Day... Um would be uh, if you decided to play Seven Wonders Jewel. Oh, there's going to be people who there's are gonna crying There's going to be people out. going, did he say Seven what? Wonders? They go, did, did he say Seven Wonders Jewel? I heard his voice slightly crack. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I um, I definitely said Seven Wonders Jewel. Um, not because it's a bad game, because it's a garbage one. No, because I don't, I just don't get it. It's not fun. It's, it yeah. is for some people. No. I quite enjoyed it. No. And then I can never play it. I, I, I'm possibly wrong, but it might be the highest rated two-player game on Board Game Geek. Yeah. Um, universally loved. Yeah. I just don't like it. I just think there's so much... Well, there's, element, there's huge elements of swingy luck. There's... Um, you didn't like the fact that I would always go for science. You would always go for war. There was like a particular strategy that you could employ all the time. Yeah. And I know there's loads of ways to win and blah, 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 blah. But it just, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was, I didn't feel like I was gaining the you resources. Didn't feel to... like you were building wonders. Not not in the way that but Seven Wonders... But you do Wonders, like Seven Wonders Architects. I love Seven Wonders Architects because I'm physically building a monument. Yeah. A wonder, sorry. Um, and I just, I, it just didn't, it just doesn't excite me. Over three, uh, maybe it just took too long for me as well. Like three seasons of this malarkey, come on. I think it was the table that was, the, sorry, the game. <laughs> I've got table on the brain. It was the game that I thought you were most likely to tip the table over for 
other than Monopoly. It was just annoying. Because we'd get, like, through the seconds, whatever, um, era, wasn't it? They're yeah. called eras. We'd get through the second era, you'd be like, right, that's it, down tools, I know you're winning, Let, let's well, give up. Yeah, I, I, think, I feel like you can... I don't like a game when it's like, okay, well, this is this is over, and now I've just got to go through the Motion. um, the motions now <laughs> to the end of it. There's no, there's no point in that. There's no fun in that. It's like when you like if if a game has a score track and you can see someone's on ninety and someone's. On, I would rather the scores be da- done at the end rather than scores be like yeah, a big score know. track. Um, yeah, I, I just, let us know what we're missing. I don't enjoy. Well, it. I enjoyed it, but let Every, everyone Craig know what he was missing. People regularly tell me what I'm missing, and then I regularly. So tell the other game that I can't stand, and it's also I think quite highly rated, and you can get all sorts of everybody blister packs for it, and yeah. all sorts. But I never understood it, and also you found a strategy that would work like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time to win the game. So Correct. I just literally gave up. Um, which is Hive. So we would definitely not play this on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. because I would get terribly annoyed that once again you had employed that silly strategy to surround all of whatever it was yep. and win the game. Yeah, I. but it also became boring for me. Yeah. Because it, it was, was so like, easy to win. Okay, I'll just do this. But I used to try. I used to try so hard to try and like beat your strategy and I knew what the strategy was that was coming and I yep. still could not beat yep. it. And it was just frustrating. I've I've heard that the expansions, the the pillbug or the ladybird, depending on how you want to refer to that, and the other thing, which I can't remember what it is. Mm. Um, no pillbugs are woodlouse. I don't. Know. I don't know. Anyway, whatever the ladybird and the whatever else it was. Fix the bug. They <laughs> they yeah. Apparently they see that play on words then. Fix the. Oh, I'm confused. Um. <laughs> Because they're bugs and it there was a glitch. Raid. A, uh, I don't know. Oh, anyway. bug glitch. I like it. Uh-huh. I get it now. Computers. Uh, a bit slow. Internet. <laughs> um, the he, yeah. Apparently, they help to kind of stop the the beetle bomb is the uh, yeah. the right uh, term. So I'm not going to go into the how to do it. No, because once you know um, how to do it, the game is ruined. But um, if you look up the beetle, no, the hive don't beetle bomb, no. you'll get the strategy to win every single game you play. That's and to me, if there's a strategy that will win every single game you play, that game is broken. Um, but not this Hence game is broken. Reason, That's a different podcast. We don't own it anymore. And we would not play it on Valentine's Day because it would ruin the night. Yeah, it's... um. It was it was a bit more dull. I think you in, you'd enjoy to play seven. We have played Seven Wonders Jewel on BGA, and that's good enough for me. If you ever wanted to, we we do we have played it before recently, but there's no chance we'd play Hive again. No, no. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean Valentine's Day obviously is a time for giving gifts and stuff like that. And uh, well, what are you going to get me? Nothing, oh. nothing, nothing. Um, but the thing is with um, gifts, I think the perfect gift obviously is a board game. Yeah. Um, but am I getting a board game? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, oh, cool. All right. Which but one am I getting? The only um, chess. Oh, okay. okay. Ludo. Ludo. Monopoly. No. Um, the only thing I find with gift giving is yeah. that you buy a, buy a game for someone and you give it to someone and it's like, it's yours to keep now forever. Yeah. And um, you might play it. I might go, oh, here's a copy of Hive. And you might. And I'd be and, like, 
Mortified. Yeah, because you you really said I've just spoken for twenty minutes about why I don't like it, but the problem and is, it wasn't listening. Yeah, like that, usual. That's not, that's not unusual. Um, but yeah, I I would give you a gift and it's yours to keep forever, and it's like oh god, now I've just got to sell this because it's a rubbish thing that you bought me. Right. But what would be really cool is yeah. if there was a way of being able to a, a kind of service on hand that I could just get a game for you or a number of games for you. Yeah. Um, so we could play them together. Yeah. And then potentially, like you know, send them back and then get different games in that would be, be amazing that would be really cool there is life. there is something that does that sorry what there is something that does that what do you what do you, what do you mean what, what do you mean why do i have to explain this every single week i'm really confused right we're sponsored by rent shuffle and roll sorry who rent shuffle and roll Okay. Rent, shuffle and roll let you rent any of their 1,000 games on a monthly basis so you can try before you buy or get access to a rolling selection of new games every month. Every month? Including this month, which is has Valentine's Day in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds so good. If you're feeling mysterious, you could take a look at their new Mystery Vault selection and see what you can solve. Use code GITG50 to support the show and get 50% off your first month. Sorry, sorry. So, so, whoa, 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 whoa. so you're saying... You could go to rentshuffleandroll.co.uk, use a discount code GITG50. Yeah. And you get 50% off your first month of Rent, Shuffle and Roll. So I could buy you a gift for 50% less. Yes. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So Rent, Shuffle and Roll are a sponsor of our podcast. So please feel free to type in. They're not. (laughs) Go to rentshuffleandroll.co.uk and type in the code GITG50 to get 50% off your first month and help the podcast out in its own little way. Thank you, Rent, Shuffle and Roll. You're the best. There's a new thing I added. Did you like it? No. I don't think it worked well with the husky voice. I like honest, that husky but, voice. Know. Anyway, so. Whatever floats your boat. There's two of us and yeah. there's games to play. Oh. They would be two player games. Woohoo! Man, I am the Segway king. Yes, you I'm are. I'm so good at Segways. Amazing. I am. I'm just, I'm the best cast podder ever known to mankind. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about our... Our and these are games that are actual, actually for two specifically two-player two games, bar one of mine, maybe. If you want to and argue with me, and one of mine. Mm-hmm. I sort mm. of think it. Well, I only found out while I was researching for this mm. that you can actually play it in more players because I assumed it was a two-player game. Oh, um, oh, that's you. You researched, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so, shall I talk about that one first? Probably. You researched. So, um, a really good two-player game that I really enjoy. You don't like it quite so much, but I do enjoy it. And it was first sort of deck-building card game I came across. I think we got it because I wanted a deck-building card game, as I recall. And that is Star Realms. Mm. And it's about combat and you're putting out these ships and bases in space and you've got to try and beat the other uh, player and get their authority down to zero um, by building your (coughs) hand up and um, trying to um, take out their bases and their ships and things. And it's really good. But I found out that if you put multiple decks together, more people can play. So it's not actually a two-player game. The The one box is for two players, but you can 
play it with multiple yeah, players. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's there's a four player version out now. Like a well, specific so I did box not know that you this. can get a big box. So really it's an honourable mention because until now I, I thought it was a two player game. Um, but I like playing it with the event deck that we just got recently at UKG, mm-hmm. and that has added a little bit extra to our gaming. Yeah, with with that game particularly, I think it maybe made you like it a little bit more, so we can play it a bit more. Yeah, I think my thing was um, tactically. I think it got into a well. This is what I need to do. Yeah, um, I'm go- so. <laughs> I will, uh, my first choice, I will lead on from yours. And my is definitely a two-player game. But my choice is Star Wars The Deck Building Game. Mm. Now, Star Wars The Deck Building Game, to me, takes everything from, the the has its base very much rooted in Star Realms, as far as how you're playing. But what the... Star Wars deck building game does for me is that it has you are a specific faction you're rebels or you're imperial Mm. Um, and where you've got your planets which have got there's 12 planets in the box but you can play three or five depending on the length of the game you want to play and you can choose the order of the planets so you can have some strategy of your bases what the asymmetrical power can be how you want to play that you um you will get rebels or you will get imperial cards specific to yourself. But what's really cool as well is you can attack the galaxy row. So the row, the shop row that goes up the middle, um, you can attack that row. So if Darth Vader comes out and you're the rebels and you've got enough power to wipe out Darth Vader from the, the row before the imperials can get it, you can really base your strategy on that. Um, I think with these games like star realms and the star Wars tech builder games, you do have to know what the cards do. Um, and, demoing Star Wars the deck building game about 15 times over a weekend. <laughs> um, now I know what the cards can do. I can kind of formulate my ideas of what I'm doing. You've got like um, the syndicate as well. So you can hire like bounty hunters and bounty hunter ships and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool balance. And yeah, the IP is for me is cooler, but it just gives me, I prefer the IP. Obviously it's, it's Star Wars. It has an IP. But I prefer the idea is that I'm set to having this. This is the faction I need to be to win. Whereas what Star Realms gives is, are you just going to pick Blob and the yeah. yellow ones again? Because you know that the yellow ones draw you through your deck quicker and the Blob are really powerful. So are you just going to yeah, do that? I so do you... like the idea that you can get rid of cards. So you can buy the cards, but you can also like stop your opponent getting them. Because yeah. I think that's the bit in Star Realms that you don't always like, like, if I decide to go down the blob route, you're like, oh, you, well, three blob yeah, ships yeah. have come out and there's nothing I can do about it. Whereas yeah. in the Star Wars, the deck yeah. building game, you can mitigate that a little bit by... Yeah, I mean, the deck building game does have its flaws. Like if a whole row of Imperial... If you're Rebel and the whole buying row is is Imperial, you're like, okay, I can't I can't buy anything right now. And that is a bit annoying. Um, so there, it does have its, have its things, but... Um, Overall, I think the the deck building game just has that that cool kind of thing, and I like the fact that the planets all have their asymmetrical abilities. Like Hoff, you have to hit it three times to hit it once the first time, and then you can hit it after that. Um, the Death Star can just blow up anything. It's it's pretty cool. Um, nice. Yes. Um, my next two player game is a Yui Rosenberg game. I think it's quite high up the list on BGG for two player games. 
and that is Patchwork. We don't actually own this game. We played it at the Dice Box in real life. We played a lot of games of BGA uh, version. I just really like it. It's um, tile placement, but you are by it. So you're trying to make a, a an aesthetically pleasing quilt with different shaped pieces and the buttons are the currency that you use to buy the pieces but if you buy pieces they will also cost you time and so you're you've got this track that you're going around and eventually you'll run out of time um and the player with the most buttons i think is the winner but it's just a very nice two-player game there's lots of versions of it there's a valentine's version there's a I yeah. don't know, lots of other versions. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say the reason we don't own it is, I mean, it's on BGA. It's a perfect version on BGA. And I know you should always try and have a physical version of the games because that's what you pay for and that kind of thing. But there's, like, for us, we have Alice's Garden. We have Planet Unknown. We have, I mean, Tenpenny Parks. We have a lot of polio domino tile laying games. Yeah. We don't necessarily but play well at two. We don't need a specific two player one to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a um, it's a great great game and a great I enjoy playing great choice. Um my next choice um is going to be a bit of abstract and a bit of strategy. Ooh. Um it's gonna be Onitama. Mm. Um Onitama was probably the one of the first abstract strategy games we got. Um we got it in a different language. And we've got it in <laughs> we've got it in German. So um our yeah, our copy's German, um, but it's awesome. It is uh, it's, it's chess light. So unlike chess, where you have to know that your horse does a funny L thing and your castle goes straight forward. Um, yeah, I know all the names. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty clued in. Down with the kids. I'm pretty clued are. in on the old chess. <laughs> um, with this, you have uh, each game. You have five different cards. Um, those five cards circle animals, aren't they? yeah, the different the different martial art moves um, yeah. based on animals. And you're basically two rival martial art schools. Um, and the ways to win, you get your sensei to the other team's shrine, or the other, or you take the other uh, team's sensei. And any piece can take the sensei, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, these these cards are always revolving around, so you're always having to look at your strategy, look at what your opponent's got, look at what you've got. Think about what's coming to you next, how you could best plan your moves ahead. Um, it's really cool. Um, I love that I took this to school to play with some of my year six children last year. And then the child decided that they would get it for their birthday um, because they loved it so much. It Yeah, it's, it is one of those games that is very, it's so easy to learn. Um because it's, it's really all in front cool. of you, you don't have to keep remembering all the things like um, like in chess that kind. Of, but it gives you that. There are some cool expansions for it. I really want to try the hidden ninja one where there's a hidden movement. There's like a hidden ninja running around. And um, there's the light one as well. Yeah, but I think just as a base game, it's just a it's a perfect abstract. And one day you will get it in English. One day I don't need it now. I in English. I know. I know what a shank dunk is. But there's or like whatever. little. Oh, um, that was my throat. There's like little writing underneath the card, which I'm sure says something cute. For oh yeah, it's got loads of loads of awesome flavor text that is completely yeah, exactly. So one day not readable. One day. Um, abstract strategy. Maybe I don't know. Is it no? It's more dexterity, I would say. Um, our new game we've talked about it a few times. Uh, Om Shanti is a great two-player game. It's a, a 
uh, mat that you lay out. Uh, you are either end of the mat and you have these gliding balls that you're trying to get into these target zones. And once you get to the the far end, the furthest away from you, yeah. you win. Um, and the gliding balls are so cool. Yeah, it's like shuffleboard. And it's purple. Shuffleboard. And balls. I love it. Mm. Um, and it's it's a quick one to get out and you can just play a quick game of it as a two. Yeah, I saw on their um, on their Instagram account they had a video of how they came, uh, how they devised and made the game, oh. and it was based on a one of those pounds. You know those those machines you drop a pound in and you spin it and you get a ball and you get a toy in there. Yeah, their their son or child had a um, Spider Man glidey ball. Oh right! And they basically made the game from oh, that playing with a cool. kid and then like created the game. Yeah, it's wicked. Really cool. um, yeah, Orange Shanty's great. A really good game. Um, another one of the abstract strategy side of things for me is Kowale from uh, Hachette UK um, or Gigan Giganic Games. Only way to play is huge. Yeah, huge. Oh, <laughs> Where you actually feel like you are yeah. picking up stuff. If you're lucky to go to UKGE, make sure you go to the um, Imagination Zone and play oh, giant yes. Kowale. It's yes. really cool. Uh, but we have normal size Kowale. So Kowale is Connect Four. Uh, you're trying to get four of your stones in a row. You have specifically eight moves uh, to do it. You uh, there are four there are four pile there are four on the on the four corners. There are two stones on each already in a different color. And the idea of this game is you have to place a stone on top of a, a set of stones and then move them in a straight line to drop off your stones. Mm-hmm. Um, you have eight moves. You have eight stones to do it in. Um, apparently, it's doable in every, every single time. Um, very rarely you'll find it never doable. I don't know how that's done. It's probably witchcraft. And I beat you yesterday. And you did beat me yesterday. Um, it's very hard to beat Craig at abstract strategy game. He wasn't feeling very well, and I took the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's really good. Connect Four with Stones. Uh, all of those Q games, Quarridor, uh, Quixo, all of those Q games from cool. them are fantastic. So any of them go in that position, but yeah. Koali specifically, because I really just really enjoy it. Um, where should I go next? To the next one. Yeah, I know, but, uh, Clask, I think. I like Clask. Um. <laughs> okay, great. The next <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, like a, well, it's in a huge box. And it's a wooden. It's air hockey, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah, essentially it's like a, a ball field, which is raised up again, uh, up off the table. Mm. Um, you have these magnetic sticks where you have to knock your ball with the stick you're trying to get it into a deep set hole at the far end a bit like om shanti you have to get it to the far end but there are obstacles in the way and you don't want them to get stuck to your magnetic stick because if you do that's uh points off or um you're penalized for that and it's just a good fun yeah and i just enjoy it great game um mine is my game my next one is going to be the game that is not a two-player game because it's a four-player game but it's best played well, two. that is not allowed that but, was on the other list but also if someone tells you that it's a four-player game they are lying um because it's star wars rebellion um is it four players? it's I a four it was two games. it's a four-player game um but, are you on teams then yes um no, which basically makes it a two-player game yeah um because what are you what are you actually going to do you're just going to discuss what you're going to do you could play any two-player game in a team and say it's a four-player game 
that is a that is a Star Wars game I do enjoy. Star Wars Rebellion. Star Wars Rebellion essentially is a lot. There's a hidden hidden role, hidden movement as far as the rebel base and the Empire just have a lot of ships and a lot of troops, and they're just hunting down the rebellion. It looks. It, so I was always a bit scared of it, to be fair, because it's got a lot of pieces. A lot of cards, a lot of tokens, a lot of dice, a lot of minis. But like... actually, the gameplay is sort of straightforward. Like, yeah. I, I got it, like, and I thought, yeah. oh, this is going to be really difficult, but it's, it was actually really enjoyable. Yeah, play cards do a thing. We've got the expansion as well. I don't think we added the expansion when we played it. No. But it's um, really good. Yep. That's so Star Wars Rebellion. Um, awesome. So another sort of, I don't think it's abstract strategy, more like area control. We've talked about this before as well. Um, Lacuna is for me a great two player game. We played it this week. Yeah. Um, you have a um, cylindrical box, you pour the flower pieces into it, you shake it onto the mat mm-hmm. where they land, is how yeah. the game is. Yes, yeah, flowers up. in a pond, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there are seven, I think, seven different colored flowers, and there's seven pieces in of that type of flower. And you've got to try and collect the most. You put your silver or gold tokens in between the flowers to collect them. And then at the end, you I think you have six yeah, gold six, or silver yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. And then eight. at the end, wherever you collect any flowers that are closest to your yeah. pieces. And it's just really pleasant. It's really like chill and quite yeah. enjoyable. So I enjoy that at two players. Well, it is only a two-player game. Um, uh, another one uh, for me is a, a dice game where you're two uh, uh, type of combatants uh, battling each other using dice, uh, and you roll your dice uh, Yahtzee style, and it's not dice thrown because that's trash. Um, oh, it is. Great. I've done it again. I've done it again. I've, I've cursed. Can't speak I've said, in this way. I've said it again. Um, no, it's Kapow. Um, that's my throat again. Gone. Hello. Oh, Hello. That's by the makers of Star. And Robot Quest Arena. Um, we got taught this game at UKG by the very nice man who made it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kapow um, is really cool. Uh, it's a superhero versus supervillain battle. I do think you can play that four-player as well. But, again, that's teams and yeah. no. Yeah. Um, it's two-player. Um, I like that you can make up your dice. Customizable dice, yeah. like the Dice Forge thing. Uh, but you can, when you when you roll certain dice, you can uh, buy new dice faces. So you really can customize your character. So like in a computer game where you're, leveling up your character as you go through the levels and you can decide oh do you want them to be quicker do you want them to be more agile do you want them to be stronger you can actually decide how your hero battles yeah and i think that's a cool addition rather than hoping i'm going to roll this yeah yeah, you can kind of control a bit of that dice luck um and combo up you can do a you can do a a, a, like a beat-em-up in a board in a computer game you can do like a, a a a Soft, a weak move, a mid rat move, and a heavy move. Yeah. So you can really combo up a big, powerful attack on your. And enemies. the artwork is really cool. And it's really cool that uh, golden age of comic books kind of style. Mm. Um, another, I would say this is abstract strategy. I think you'll tell me if it's not Aquilin. Yeah. So you are either collecting sets of different creatures, or you are collecting sets of colors. Um, you choose from six tiles, a bit like Azul tiles. Um, you put it on, you can move one and then put one down. Yep. And then the next person has a go, etc. And it's 
cool how you can move and then really mess up somebody else's yeah. strategy by moving a piece away that they can't then put back. And um, I just like that term yeah it's a real tug of war you're like pulling away and stuff and yeah you're trying to get these sets of your colors or your sea life you're trying yeah. to get those sets to get the most points that you can at the end it's really really cool little it's game. Cute. um a game that i really enjoy for two players is um a polio nom 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 no tile polio nom polio nom 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 no tile laying game um for two players specifically which is paris the city de lumiere um, oh, you sounded a bit French. I did. I good. Um, <laughs> very romantic. Uh, beautiful. <clears throat> what um, is cool about Paris is yeah, uh, it's the the board is inlaid in the box. But what's really cool is it's quite mean because um, it it's very tight. You on a turn on the the first phase of the phase of the game, you are putting your you're over placing the street. You're placing essentially placing the board that you can play on. You're either orange or blue. Um, you're placing the ball, and then yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you're you're placing the the pieces down, um, and then you're or you can pick up a tile, a polyamino tile, that you'll be able to place. Um, like in my city, the polyamino tiles are one sided, so you can't flip them or invert them. So you have very specific shapes to put them on, which makes it really, really, really tight. Mm. Um, so as you're going through, your you've got that in your first phase, and then your second phase once. Once the last ground tile is placed inside the board, uh, you don't pick any more tiles up, and now, now it's your turn to place your buildings. You place your buildings, they score based on the number of streetlights that are lighting up those buildings. You score if there's one streetlight and a, your building takes up four squares, you get four points. If there was two lights, you'd get eight points. And some beautiful postcards and there's these, with extra... Yeah, these really nice power. postcards. You can, as you're, you can either place a tile or you can put a token on a postcard which will give you a special ability or a special piece to play in your yeah um, which gives you extra points um so paris and city de lumiere it's a really tight abstract feeling tile laying game that's it's just really nice and there's a cool expansion with well, the, you can Arc, get the eiffel tower yeah the arc de triomphe and the eiffel tower so yeah i am um, yeah it's really oh, cool maybe that's what you could get me for but it time. doesn't fit in the base game box uh, so you'd end up no, with two boxes fine. Um, my next game is a silly game, really. We got um, this at Christmas, and uh, it's called Catapult Feud. Oh, my voice has gone funny now. Catapult Feud, love <coughs> Catapult Feud. And basically, it is a very silly game where you set up uh, your fortress, and you have your soldiers, and you are firing catapults at each other trying to knock down the fortress um there are cards that give you extra powers and you can uh, employ the tactics before you start and then you just basically try and knock each other's it's good fun it's a big toy but it's a big it's a a big big silly game but it was based on um a game catapult kingdoms kingdoms i think or something yeah yeah yeah, something like that. yeah yeah that's good cool um another one for me would be uh, a game called odin's ravens uh odin ravens is a, is a pure race two-player race game where you're sending out your ravens uh across the lands to go out and come back um but what you're doing is you have these this terrain laid out which are different colored uh landscapes and you play as, as many cards as you want on turn to move your raven as far as you can up the track 
um, and then you you draw up your draw up cards. But you can also have Loki draw up Loki cards. Once the Loki cards are played, they're gone. Um, but they they like Loki is is mischievous, so um, you can move the terrain around. You can make it longer for your opponent. You can fl- flip things. You can do loads of different cool things, which um, just make it a really interesting kind of race. It does take up a bit of space on the table when you lay out 16 landscape tiles to race on. Um, Well-produced, uh, really nice art. It, it's it's a really nice game. We've had it for ages. We don't play it a huge amount, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as a pure two-player game, it's good fun. Um, my ne- oh, Well, I've tried to keep the last two are like my favourite two-player games. Um, and I was trying to work out which way to say them, but um, I think Mr. Jack for me is a good two-player game. Yeah. Um, it goes down the lines of that kind of hidden movement, social deduction type thing that I like. Yeah. Um, one of you is Jack the Ripper, one of you is an investigator, and you're moving people around the town. And if you're Jack the Ripper, you're trying to escape without somebody seeing you leave the yeah, if you're Jack the Ripper, you're disguised as one of the yeah. investigators, but everyone you know can move everyone. Yeah, um, it's just a really cool two-player game. Yeah, um, I like the theme of it. Um, can't remember where we saw it now, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yep, one of my other ones would be um, Codenames Duet, the two-player only version. Um, very specific of of Codenames. Um, I just really like the two-player version. It's really cool. Um, because essentially you have the same board of words, but you have like a different assassin each and stuff like that. And the way it just plays is it's just really nice. Um, I love I love code names. Code names is just a go to party game, um, and always will be. But the duet for specifically two players is uh, really good. Yeah. So my last two player game that I definitely think people should get Valentine's Day if you are in a pair and you fancy it. Is and now I don't know how to say it. Taji or Tagi? Taji, I think. Um, essentially, you have a five by five grid, 16 of the cards are border cards, and your a piece will be working its way around. That's how you know how the, when the game ends. Um, there's nine spaces in the middle for um, tribal cards or resource cards. The cards cost money and you're trying to get like a tableau of um, cards that will score you points. But I just, I don't know, it's something about this game is really, I don't know what it is because it's not necessarily the theme. Well, it's, it's it's a resource management worker placement game for two players. I like the way that your pieces, so to decide which of the nine cards you get in the middle, you have to place pieces and where they would cross is the card that you can get. Mm. Um, but you can't go opposite people. So I think I really like that element of, well, where am I going to put my pieces so I can get the best resources or how can I get two resources, etc. on a turn? Um, yeah, there's a real And real if you, t- if you take a resource card, you replace it with a tribal card. And if you take a tribal card, you replace it. Just... It plays really nicely yeah. and the mechanics are really nice in it. Also, I really appreciate that the expansion's name is Targi the Expansion. Oh. 
should appreciate. What does it expand? Because we don't have that. Either. Just more cards and oh, okay. things. I don't know what it does, but uh, yeah. Um, how have I still got two left? Um, um, I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, one of my other ones um, is going to be uh, Boop or Boop. Ooh. Halloween Boop. Uh, Boop is an incredible two-player game. Abstract strategy to the best. Um, you are playing kittens, jumping around on a bed. If you put a kitten next to a kitten, you boop the kitten and they spread apart. And you have to say boop. And you have to say boop every time. That's the rule. If you play a kitten next to a cat, a kitten can't boop a cat, but a cat can boop a kitten and a cat can also boop a cat. Um, it sounds really complicated. Actually. It's not complicated, but it's really strategically cool where you're trying to move these cats around a bed and bump these cats into rows of three. And to win the game, you need three cats in a row. You start with eight kittens. You have to graduate them into cats by putting three cats in a row because we all know that three cats in a row that's how you get kittens in a row that's how you get cats that's exactly how that works in yeah, real life yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and then you have three cats in a row you win the game um but i talk about them today do you want to talk about this one i don't actually i don't actually think that the ghost version adds too much to it i prefer i just prefer the normal version well i like i like the halloween one and i think it is cool and it's good to have as if you want something new but the the, the ghost basically floats up through the you set your ghost off and you set a ghost off you can be scared by your own ghost um but it makes cats jump over kittens and jump out of the bed so it just spooks I people. I just think it adds a level of complication you don't need. Yeah, it does. Booping is enough. It does. It does. It <laughs> adds, adds a level of chaos. Um, did you want to? You want me to talk about one that's on your list? Do you? May as well. You may as well talk about that one. I'll talk about that one. Okay. Um, so this one I think we both enjoy. We haven't actually played it in real life. Because it's real hard to get hold of. It is. We do really want it though. I so do. if anybody knows where you can get a copy or, or they no longer want their copy, please let Thank us know. Thank you very much. Um, P.O. Box, uh, get into games. It is <laughs> Caper Europe. Yeah. Which, I mean, do you want to explain? Uh, yeah. It's basically your, your criminals trying to, uh, on a heist, and you need to get the best. Oh, that's um, why you like it. The best. Art project, uh, yeah. Caper you're the best. You're trying to get the best crew. Have you stolen any art by the. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Banksy. Oh, no, don't. No, crap. No. Oh, oh, I no. mean, I'm not Banksy. Oh, no. um, yeah, so basically, you're uh, getting the best crew together with the best. Uh, stuff together to be able to do the best heisting. And you're trying to steal stuff. the money. But there's just only a certain amount of money, isn't there? in the game that both of us have to share. So we're all gaining the same amount of money, but one of us will have more. It's a real push and pull. Do I remember it correctly? Because we haven't played it in a little while. But, like, there's fire and stuff, isn't there? Am I thinking it? There's, like, cards that... Yeah, yeah, because cards that attack the other players and burn their... There's one that burns your clothes or burns your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's so good. So good. So Cape Europe is amazing. I would have 100% get it. It is a two-player specific game. Um, I think I saw it at, um, I did see it in the Bring and Buy at UKGE, but I didn't have any cash. Oh, and I remembered I didn't have any cash, so I just walked out and then the security from the Bring and Buy just stared at me and thought I'd run off with the game, even though I hadn't, just thought I couldn't buy that anything. Is the issue, because, but Bring and Buy have changed at UKGE this year and they you're only allowed to take 20 games in there you when you sell it. You still need cash though. Please. You still it need cash. It has not changed that. That is rubbish. <laughs> um, my number one, my number one, my last choice for a two... It probably is your number it one. It is, yeah. <laughs> My uh, two-player game uh, of choice that I would suggest would be Sky Team. Sky Team is like in a real aeroplane. 
you and your co-pilot are trying to land an airplane but not allowed to talk to each other um concentrating or, or can, i would say concentrating. yeah of course yeah, yeah you can't speak about what you're doing um yeah and there's dice plate you place around your your player board so you roll the dice in secret you've got specific numbers um you are trying to score place your dice to do different things like operate your landing gear um uh, speak to ground control to get clear the airplanes off the runway um Make sure you're coming in at the right. Make sure you're coming at the right speed. If you need to re-roll dice or if you need more concentration, like everything you should ever do is have a cup of coffee. Um, that will always help. So you've got like yeah. coffee that help mitigate stuff. We've only played on BDA, but I've seen people's versions of it and the little coffee cups and the little so planes good. and stuff. It looks so, so cute, so good. So um, we liked it. Yeah, but that's it. That's um, that's our range of. Got twenty-two player games there Ooh, for you to well, be able to. Quick, if you listen, yeah, when it's out, yeah, then you've still got time before Valentine's Day. Yeah, so you've got days. To buy all those games, all of them, all twenty. <laughs> use code Get Into Games on whatever website you use, and no- nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Blame um, us when yeah. you are short of cash. Yeah, touch. exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, we asked uh, on the internet sphere. For some uh, fantastic. Well, to be fair, I didn't realise you had asked. Okay. So I was seeing people were doing it. Yep. And by doing it, I mean I should probably qualify that they were putting up their two-player board game menu. <laughs> by doing it, I meant they were putting up. Um... <laughs> but uh, you hadn't actually told me, so I was just seeing these things, <clears throat> and then I said, "Oh, perhaps we should ask." And you said. Yes. I already have. So yeah, exactly. Okay. So um we've got two uh fantastic humans that have um sent in humans. human people that have sent in voice menu memos. Is mem- this mem- gonna mem- work, do you think? It's gonna work. Oh um, okay. uh, yeah. I'm excited. <coughs> That's um, real other people. Real humans. Um This could be you next week. This could be this could be me. This could be Rotterdam or um and so first of all we have Alex uh, from Waltzes with Meeples, um, sent in a little menu for us. My cooperative board game menu. To start with, a nice little round of Magic Maze, uh, followed up by a main of your guys' favourite, the Art Project. And to finish for dessert, a nice little round of just one. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I yeah, I'd enjoy that one. Um, I don't know how many people he's having round for for tea. Um, Quite a few with with um, just one. Um, but um, magic magic maze. Like well, do, no, definitely no. not. Um, but uh, magic, magic maze is, is great. Love it. So I've got some. Uh, Mania dot Dobblestein said Hamakoji. Anna Makoji, nice. Lost Ruins of Arnak, The Missing Expedition, and then Jaipur. We didn't talk about Jaipur. We had Jaipur. I don't think we have Jaipur anymore. No, that went in the with the um, the Seven Wonders <laughs> jewel. <laughs> but it's very highly regarded in two-player games. It's, it's re- it, is, it is good. I just think I... We just had other games that we preferred, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Spaghetti and Meeples said Project L, followed by the Star Wars deck building game. So they're on uh, your wavelength, uh, followed by Railroad Inc. Yeah. Which I think you can play at more, more but, players, but it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nice. Too. Project L looks really fun. I suppose that's one that's on my list. And then Always Plays Blue said Jaipur, Taji, and Takedo Duo. 
Nice. And then Mary Louise underscore board game said seven wonders draw. So yeah, she yeah, will be yeah. one of those people mm, who mm, will not mm, agree mm. with you. Uh, Sushi Go and Jaipur. So Jaipur is getting a lot of love. Yeah. And I've also got um, one more from Chelsea from Board Game After Dark. Uh, here we go. Hi, it's Chelsea from Board Games After Dark on Instagram. Uh, my Valentine's Day board game menu would be for starters, Splendor Jewel. For main, we would go for Wingspan with the Asia expansion. And for dessert or pudding, we would do Quacks of Quedlinburg. Not necessarily two-player, but we think it plays really good um, with all player counts. So, yeah, that would be us. Cool. Yeah, um, I never. Yeah, Splendor. I, I enjoy Splendor. I've never played Splendor Jewel. No. Um, I love Splendor though, um, and it does work at two player without it. The Splendor Jewel cover um, for everyone. Um, if you got it and you held it in front of you, and you look at the crown, uh, the crown and the two gems, it looks like a giant frog mouth. A frog with two gems are his big googly eyes and his big mouth of a frog so good you luck you have way too much time on your hands if you are good good luck getting that out of your head what <laughs> um, is wrong with you <laughs> but quacks of quacks of quedlinburg is uh really cool a I really like, good choice that's a good liked, menu i liked hearing people in you know well not in real life but recorded other people's voices i like that. i do that i prefer good. listening to other people's voices oh um happy valentine's day oh, um Yes. Uh, so, um, one other thing to quickly mention: if you are looking for the perfect gift for Valentine's Day, a lot of the time people think about something really shiny, something oh, really blingy. Shiny. Yeah, exactly, shiny, blingy. Something you can show your friends and be like, "Look what they got me! Look what they got me! How exciting!" And why not? Why not upgrade your board games? So, as you may have seen on Instagram, we oh um, got some upgrades for Wingspan, Lost Ruins of Arnock, and Brass Birmingham, and some beautiful, beautiful components um, in uh, the gold coins or compasses oh, for Lost Ruins of Arnock. Are amazing! They're such good. I, the photographs not, do not do it justice. I am not a big need an upgrade kind of a, a person. Like the game is fine as it is. Like I love, I love Lost Ruins of Arnett. It doesn't necessarily need components, but when you showed me these, I was like, "Get this to the table mm. now!" Yeah. And then I couldn't stop touching them the whole time we were playing, and I just wanted to photograph them. They're so shiny and they feel so nice in your hand. Yeah, you kept on going. I'm going to go and get gold. Why do you need gold? I don't know why I need gold, but I'm going to get gold. Um, and also the wingspan metal oh. kind of. Um, the worms, and enamel them. kind. They look like an almost like enamel pins without the spike on the back, don't they? And I didn't realise they were double sided, and they're amazing. Double sided, um, yeah, really beautiful. We've got the. We don't actually have the Oceana expansion, but we will soon. The, <laughs> yeah, you leave the need for the nectar, but we will have that very soon. Um, but if you want to upgrade your board games, why not head over to Tinkertown Games on Instagram? Or even head over to www.tinkertowngames.com. And if you use forward slash get into games, you will get yourself a 10% discount on anything that you buy from the web store. Honestly, they are so nice. They're so nice. It's well worth going. Check out my um, uh, post about them and check out their Instagram page. And, and, oh yeah, you posted too. Everyone posts about Tinkertown Games. So head over to their um and remember to use the code get into games to get yourself a little bit of a discount on your uh, on your purchase 
Um, wicked. So yeah, that's that's the podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to previous episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, please remember to send us more voice notes. Yes. We love hearing from you with your board game menus. Um, so let us know what you'd love to see um, in the future as well. Give us, drop, feel free to drop us a, a DM. Make sure you're following myself on Instagram um, and Mrs. Get Into Games and Cat Into Games, who's making themselves very well known in the background at the moment. Um, yeah, so make sure you're giving us a follow. Um, DM us if you have any suggestions for the podcast or want to be on the show in the future. Um, my voice is about to go. Uh, and remember, just remember, remember to get it. Pack your lunch. No, oh, get into games. Remember to get into the games. <laughs>